Well, welcome back to The Rooted Podcast. We are glad that you have tuned in. We wanted to share with you, following the weekend that we had at the end of January, some of what Phil Drummond shared with the leaders over the course of that weekend. Some of you may be aware of the fact that a guy called Phil and a guy called Paul came from Causeway Coast Vineyard in Coleraine to come and do some teaching and training with leaders at Central around how we can be more evangelistic and how we can be and better equipped to share Jesus in our everyday lives. And so this is part one of his talk from that weekend. Enjoy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, just a disclaimer before I start, we have a three-year-old kid, me and my wife Haley, back home, and he has just started going to a new childminder three days a week and nursery. So last week I had a bad stomach bug, this week I've got a really bad cold. So if I fall over when I'm speaking, it's not the spirit, please do seek a medical person to come and do something. So I'm walking down the street one day and uh, I'm just going around with my business and in Coleraine High Street. And I just feel this prompting in my heart to go over to this person and, and talk to them. So I go over to this guy and I say, look, this is going to sound really strange, but I'm from the local church and I'm out today and I'm just asking if God could do something in your life, what would you ask him to do for you? And he looks at me and he goes, I've been walking the street for 24 hours I was in the PSNI, which is the police service in Northern Ireland. I was signed off with stress a couple of weeks ago. I'm a functioning alcoholic, and I just didn't want to live anymore. So last night, I got my revolver. So they have a service revolver in Northern Ireland, but they also keep a personal one. He said, I put the bullets in the gun. I put the gun to my head. I cocked it. I took the safety off, and I pulled the trigger. And he said, nothing happened. He said, I took the bullets out, I checked, I put them back in the gun, cocked it back, put it to my head, pulled the trigger, nothing happened. And he said, I've been walking the street nearly for 24 hours not knowing what to do. I said, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I just want to tell you today that I felt prompted to come over to you and I want to let you know that God loves you. I said, doesn't matter what's happened in the past, doesn't matter what you're going through just now, Jesus loves you and he wants to meet you. And he looks at me, and I'm, I'm from Scotland, so I'm not a, a touchy-feely person, and I, I don't like hugging that much. But in that moment, I just felt prompted to give this guy a hug. Now, this is a PSNI officer who's about six foot tall, and I'm five foot nothing, so it kind of seemed strange at the time. But I gave him a hug, and as I hugged him, he fell on his knees, threw his hands up in the air, and said, Jesus, I need you in my life. He then connected into church, and is now connected in church and continuing to connect into church. See, three weeks previous to that, I didn't believe in any of that stuff. I didn't believe that God could move outside of a building. I'd never really spoke to anyone before, apart from a couple of people. Three weeks ago, before that point, I had just moved over to Northern Ireland. I was meant to go over for a worship internship, but I, I did the worship internship, and I also did something called our Encounter School of Mission. The Encounter School of Mission was this, on a Tuesday morning, we would meet in a building in the town and we would look through the Bible. We'd look at healing, we'd look at prophecy, we'd look at gifts of the spirit. 
And then on a Thursday, we, we would go out on the streets and put that stuff into practice. Now, I didn't have much context for this and I didn't really believe it in my life, but I remember the first week I was there, I met a guy called Mark Marks. Now, maybe some of you know Mark Marks here, but Mark Marks is a guy who founded a movement called Healing on the Streets. Um, it's across the world now. Um, I personally thought this guy was a bit strange, a bit weird, talking about God healing people, not even inside of a church building, but outside of a church building as well. And he looked at me and said, Phil, let's go out on the streets and we'll put this into practice. And I remember the first person we went up to on the street, he had a crutch and he was limping on the left-hand side of his body. And I watched as Mark went over to this guy and just said, we're from the local church, we're out today praying for people. I see you've got a crutch, which is pretty bold, to be honest, but I see you've got a crutch. Are you in pain? Can we pray for you? And the guy explained that he'd been paralyzed, the left-hand side of his body had been paralyzed for 10 years because of a bad car accident. And I watched as Mark prayed for him his face changed and he went from being normal to completely pale. So I asked him, what's going on? He says, I can feel blood rush to the back of my leg for the first time in 10 years. By the time Mark had finished praying from this guy who wasn't a Christian, didn't go to church, had no belief whatsoever, lay down his crutch in the middle of Korean High Street and start running up and down the street. I was completely and utterly shocked and amazed and you would have thought that would have been it, right? Oh, God heals, I'm going to go after this with everything. But actually, it probably brought up more questions for me than answers. But I started to realize, I need to know more. I need to push in more. I need to press in more. And what I started to realize is Jesus is alive and he's moving. And he's not just moving inside of a church building, but he's also moving outside of the church building. What I soon start to realize is he uses people like us to advance his kingdom. So I read this story this morning and it's kind of amusing, but I also think it has quite a powerful message. So in 2004 in the Olympics, in the free position shooting event, there was an American called Matt Emmons. Anyone ever heard this story before? A guy called Matt Emmons? Great, it's, it's awesome. I'll tell you this. So he was in the shooting and he was guaranteed gold if he hits the target on this last shot. He didn't even have to hit the bullseye, he just had to hit the target. So he gets down in the crouching position, he looks through the lens, gets the bullseye in sight, fingers hovering over the trigger. He's breathing, he's settling himself down. Three, two, one, pop. Hits the bullseye. He is ecstatic, he can't believe it, he's just won a gold medal. He stands up and looks at the leaderboard and he sees his name go from first position, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And he realizes that the target that he had hit was on the wrong lane. It was the lane next to him. So he was automatically disqualified from the Olympics. Now that is a true story. And I kind of found it a little bit amusing. But I also think it has something in it, especially for the church today in the West. See, sometimes we feel like we're aiming at the right target, yeah? Sometimes we feel like we're looking at the right target, but we miss what God's doing right in front of us. We're looking down this lane, but actually God's doing something right here, and sometimes we can miss it. And one of the things I personally feel like the church in the West have missed or hit the wrong target on is discipleship and specifically spirit-filled discipleship. 
See, to be a disciple in the first century meant, as John Mark Comer beautifully puts, it's to be with your rabbi, to become like your rabbi and to do some things, or to do things that your rabbi does and did. What he's saying in there is, to be a disciple is to be with Jesus, become more like Jesus and do the things that Jesus did. To be with Jesus, become more like Jesus and do the things that Jesus did. See, it becomes a natural thing when we don't have to stop and think about what Jesus would do in this moment. We're so in tune with his step that we know we do it because it just becomes a natural thing to us. We are called both to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and continue the life and ministry that Jesus of Jesus today. So you need one and the other. John 14, verse 12 says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. In other words, if you follow him, you're expected to do the things that Jesus did. As a follower of Jesus, we do the things that Jesus did. Well, we hope that that gave you some food for thought. The reason we wanted to share this with our whole church family is because it's something that we feel at Central is so important to our vision and our values. We all want to be better at making the most of the opportunities, the spaces and places that God has put us to share the hope that we have in Him. So why don't you come back next week for part two of this talk and we look forward to hearing how it's impacted you.